This week on the Montana Mint Sports Playoff Edition podcast, we talk about Montana State's great win over Incarnate Word last week and what they have to look forward to this week going up against North Dakota State. We talk about the Grey Cup. We talk about Osweiler. We go around the Big Sky to look at all the other Big Sky playoff matches. We try and guess the betting lines. We have a great show for you. Let's go. Sports Podcast. We still have a dog in the fight. We also want to thank Lainey Lou and the Bird Dogs for playing us in. And congratulations to Lainey Lou and the Bird Dogs. Their Kickstart, Kickstarter Kickstart got uh, fully funded. They will be recording their first studio full-length album. We're super excited for the Bird Dogs. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, they've always let us use their music for free, so it's awesome to see uh, them get some donations and uh, get to go and record their first studio album. Great job. And what, they've raised $25,000. I mean, it just shows that they have built this awesome fan following in not only Montana, but throughout the western part of the United States. These guys are constantly on tour. All right, so we want to talk about some championship football now. We're, we're, we're mixing it up a little bit for you uh, here in the playoffs. And we're going to start with our Calgary Stampeders Watch. Cue the music. How about our All boy right. Dave Dickinson? How about our boy Dave well, Dickinson? For those that don't My know, word. for those that don't know, our Calgary Stamps knocked off the Ottawa Red Blacks 27 to 16 on Sunday to take the 106th Grey Cup in front of 56,000 fans in Edmonton. How about that? It's a huge win for Dave Dickinson, the second most important championship he's ever won, I believe. Outside the 95 championship, he coached. This is his first coaching Grey Cup victory. I think we can give all the credit to former Montana Grizz Dave Dickinson for this win. Um, it's just very, very exciting. I watched the Grey Cup. I watched most of the Grey Cup, I should say. I watched and all of this. Canadian so football. Big deal. It's it's pretty good. It is pretty it's fun, fun to watch. I don't know why it's not on. Bigger. It's just yeah. It's weird enough. Like why wouldn't yeah. Why wouldn't a, like a, a third-rate sports network pick up the rights for the CFL? It's awesome. The motion, the longer field, the wider field, the rouge. If you the rouge is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, three downs makes the game move like crazy. Like it, all of a sudden you're watching the game and you look away and you look back and your defense is on the field somehow because they went two and out instead of mm-hmm. three and out. It was amazing. Um, you said that it was all on Dave Dickinson's shoulders. I cannot agree with that. I can say that it was all on the Big Sky Conference's shoulder. Okay, let's. Um, first and foremost, friend, best friend of the podcast, uh, Alex Singleton, led the defense, spelt with a C in Canada, uh, defense with eight tackles, Montana State linebacker. So basically, he won it for him, but also uh, contributing was Bo Levi Mitchell out of Eastern Washington at quarterback. Uh, he went for 253 yards and a couple touchdowns. We also had um, from UC Davis. Bakari Grant, the wide receiver, had a great game. And not to be forgotten, but 
Sacramento State had a DB in the game, Brandon Smith. So oh, wow. the Big he made Sky, a huge impact. The Big Sky Conference basically uh, won this game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, um, like I said, it was actually super fun to watch. I didn't yeah. at times know what was happening. I, we were texting back and forth, like apparently you get one point if you punt it into the end zone. That's the Rouge. Um, yeah, it's... It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's almost a little XFL mixed with NFL, but legitimate. Yeah, like, I, I think these, the indoor football leagues, the arena football leagues in the United States, I think may have gone um, and made a mistake by making the field so much smaller. Yeah. Playing football on a giant field. The field is 10 yards open. longer, and it's wider. There was one kick return. Forget if it was a punt return or kickoff return. It was return. a punt return, yeah. Punt return, the Stamps ran back for a touchdown. Turning point of the game, if you ask me, but... Mm-hmm. It was big moment. It shift. seemed like it seemed like he, the guy returning it, was running for twenty five seconds. Like it just never ended because the field was so big. Yeah, it was actually so it was ninety seven yards, but he caught it on like the fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was awesome. It was a fantastic game. Uh, we joined. Well, I, I like to say we've always been Stamps fans, uh, especially when Dave went there, and then you know Bo Levi, and then Alex. Um, we really, really adopted this team in week 11 uh, on our first podcast. You know, we thought this is the Stamps year. This is our year. Um, we wanted to take a team that had lost in the last two Grey Cups and really take the take them by the reins, no pun intended, and really uh, adopt them. And, and we did it. We did it. Great job we there, did. Tycoon. I'm so, I'm so happy for us. And I forget if we mentioned this on the pod last week, but we did confirm that the Red Blacks out of Ottawa, that name is not offensive. It's not problematic anymore. Nope. We've confirmed it has something to do with the Canadian military, and it, it is not, not offensive. So we were and I noticed people. After, and after we said that, I looked, and there's no space between the Red Blacks. It's one word, which if I would have seen that, uh, I would have saw that it's not offensive. But Yeah, so good, good on them. But yeah, no, huge, and good on us win. for but good on us for actually researching that. Yeah, mostly on us. Our for, first research for, of the whole year. Pulling. Ooh, I have a segment though uh, that I'd like to introduce while we're on the topic of the CFL. Let's do uh, it. It's it's. Hey Nate, can we get you a Gatorade? Because you are super thirsty for Alex Singleton. I don't know if anyone who listens friend to this also also follows Nate on on Twitter, but. Yeah, he's a friend of the pod. I think he is a a friend of your journal at night because you tweet at poor Alex Singleton so much. And I know everyone's seen it on his public tweets. I have access to the Mint's uh, uh, private messages. And Nate is hitting this guy up back and forth. So, Alex, if you're listening, I think you're a listener. He Good win. Listen at all. <laughs> we love you. We do. Um, but, but not all of us love you in the same way that, that Nate loves you, which I think probably has crossed some line about five weeks ago it's platonic and uh <laughs> yeah but no that's true the the part about nolan um, loves the way alex plays the joy he has for the game uh his community what he does in the community for special olympics uh awesome dude couldn't like him more and he always replies to my messages so but yeah but you like love love him uh i love the way he plays the game okay that's yeah i i Looking in your eyes right now, I can tell that is that is love. And Jerry is nodding; he agrees. I'm not blushing though. Not blushing because you, no, he's you're confident. You're confident. He's really, in I your am. Head. I'm very confident. I'm not going to deny this at all. You tried to sabotage me. You tried to get me in front of everybody who listens, but you're this not going to get me today. You. We tried. 
we've been getting we've been getting tweets from people and messages from people worried about you. <laughs> no, so. The funny part is, um, he's retreated one of my tweets one time. Most of them are just likes, but that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Great guy though. Great guy. The one thing I do want to say in all seriousness, he had his sister up there uh, on the field after the game. Awesome moment. She's a huge CFL fan. Um, and uh, I think that's uh, uh, it was just a really cool moment to, to see all those guys celebrating. Bolev and Mitchell was absolutely jacked. Uh, oh, baller moment in that uh, post game. Dave Dickinson, after he wins, going out to do the mid, uh, midfield handshake at the 55 uh, with a cowboy hat on. Oh, it's the best. So baller. And then uh, the players getting up on the, the Stampeders horse, the live yeah. horse mascot. So another cool. baller move. So, we, should go, awesome. we should go to a CFL game next year. Well, I'm thinking since you know you and I talked about this before the episode, uh, the 107th Grey Cup is next year in Calgary. Yeah. And I think both of you, both you and I, uh, are putting our money squarely on the Calgary Stampeders for back-to-back championships, 2018, G-chain? 2019, getting my most speculative G-chain of all time, my most futures G-chain of all time, I should say, uh, the G chain is going on the stamps 2019. Okay, I'm in. If they this is their- pending. This is pending. Singleton getting re-signed. Yes. Okay. Pending that G chain, they're going back to the Great Cup. Not only going back, they're winning. Okay, I'm on board. Chain it up. Okay. Well, so that's I think our, they- so that's our stamps watch. <laughs> yeah, I think that highlights the fact that we spent the first ten minutes not talking about the Bobcats win against Incarnate Word. Just highlights. How boring that game was, and how unimpressive first half was. Decent. I wouldn't say that was unimpressive. Uh, okay, any win in the playoffs is impressive. When you get to go to the second round, it looks good for recruiting. It looks good, uh, you know, for your donors when you're trying to build a new athletic facility. All those types of things. I will agree with you that University of Incarnate Word should not have been in the playoffs. Yes. It's like it's fun to see them there. It's nice to see people building programs and. And whatnot, but I mean, they were. It was clear very early on that they were they not the same not caliber of the no. Bobcats, and, and like, they had their backup quarterback in. And yeah, how much of a difference do you think that made? I think well, this quarterback, this they went one and ten last year, and this was the quarterback they had at the helm when they went one and ten. Uh, the quarterback this year took them to a. It ended up being a six and five record, but six and four to get into the playoffs. Uh, so I think it makes a massive difference. Hmm. Yeah. I, and especially in an air raid, in an air raid office where in. it's all based on timing, that's big yeah. too. When you're not getting those reps all season. Yeah, it's fair. the The quarterback they had in, um, it's it didn't seem like he was awful, but I don't remember him really making any. Meaningful no, they came plays. out with that first uh, their first drive of the third quarter when they got it to within four um, with a pretty nice touchdown drive. I got a little bit nervous because I had posted something uh, on the mid Instagram. About it was a split screen of uh, Bobcat Stadium with people in it, and uh, Washington Grizzly with just snow in it, yep. and you know some people didn't love it. And you mentioned to me you're like, oh yeah, you definitely just jinxed the cats. You definitely <laughs> just did it. And then they come out and score that fast, and I was like, shit, I just did. But then yeah, we quickly but- got the game back in order with uh, a field goal and two touchdowns. Yeah, Sean did, it did scare me for a second because I 100 percent believe in jinxes. Yep. And I thought I did it. Sean Brophy, that his name sticks out because I hate Brophy that is last a, name. It's such a such an awesome last name, but it's not. 
He ended up, he was 22 with 35, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. So it, he wasn't, he didn't have a bad game, but it was just the team itself. They, what did yeah. they have? It was three fumbles. So four total yeah, the, turnovers. The like it, just, it was just ugly. Montana State, the last five games, their turnover game has been unbelievable. Um, I don't know if it's a level of competition. I don't mean that as a dig at the Grizzlies. I was more thinking about like Cal Poly, UNC, and now Incarnate Word. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a level of competition, but they've been taking that ball away from everybody lately. Um, obviously, the biggest one was in that Cat Grizz game, but um, even before that and then in this game, uh, Conkle had himself a hell of a game. I think he had he he played for the cycle. I think he had a forced fumble, fumble recovery, interception, and something else. What would be the fourth one, do you think? Maybe forced fumble. Wait, forced fumble, forced fumble, fumble recovered fumble, uh, interception, maybe a sack. Maybe. I'm not going to look it up, but he had a great game. So Brain Conkle's been balling out, um, which is pretty cool to see. But like you said, Incarnate Word was outmanned, outmatched. Um, they should not have been in the playoffs. There was way more deserving teams in the play- to be in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I, mean, I, think you, I think you run into that, though, even in March Madness in basketball. Like, everybody's favorite tournament. Like, you could put the number 20 or the number 35 NCAA basketball team in that year, like ranked instead of Oakland out of Michigan because they win the Upland Conference tournament. Yeah. And so you're going to have these situations where they're spreading the wealth, but they didn't belong in the playoffs. Well, and it's, it's one of those things where it's not like incarnate word or say like Idaho State may have been deserving of this spot. It's not like Idaho State is going to win the championship. True. And so... I, it might like that. Might I think that argues for kind of spreading it around and getting different teams in there? Yeah, because um, it doesn't matter. And like you're right. Like if, if in March Madness they only put in the top sixty four teams, like right, you know, it'd be We're not going to have this fun for the big sky yeah. to to get in there. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to we we talked about kind of how just UIW was overmatched. Um, Two, two uh, observations. Troy Anderson had some dimes in that game. Did you see that? I mean, you have to admit, a couple of those passes, I was like, how the hell did he get those in there? Because that wasn't the Troy Anderson we saw all season. Right. It was. Holy uh, crap. He, he looked, I mean, he looked better. Um, yeah. He, Trust me, I am not advocating for him to be the quarterback next year. Yeah. I just he, wanted to say we always ragged on him. And he had a pretty good game at the quarter. I mean, passing the ball this game. It's, I mean, it's for his standards. 164 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're grading on a curve of Troy a Anderson. Massive curve, yeah. Yeah, and so he had he had one completion. It was over the middle. It might have been for a touchdown, um, but I think it, it was in the red zone for sure. And the announcers were like, "Wow, that looks just like an a NFL. pro, an <laughs> yeah. NFL, an he NFL completion that. right there." And I loved it, what he said. That it just like hit his receivers, his receiver in the hands, which so hard that it just stuck. I feel like that's what like a good high school quarterback does or a good yeah. middle school quarterback. Like you're supposed to hit your receivers. Um, True. So Troy Anderson did something like a pro, but he, I mean, he had a monster game. You can't argue it. Not only he's, did he have, he's just unbelievable. Like 164 it, in the air, but he rushed for 84, two touchdowns. Like, and, I, and he, uh, I believe he set the all time, the season, the single season rushing uh, record for Montana state for touchdowns. Yes, he did. 
Oh, and we we uh, actually we recorded last week's podcast the day before the all the Big Sky Conference teams came out. We forgot to talk about that. Troy Anderson, first team All Big Sky quarterback. Did yeah. you ever think you'd hear those words? No, and <laughs> but I think that the fact that they gave a co first team yeah. it went to him and Jake Meyer, right? Yep. I think this is just the coaches kind of tipping their hat, like. Yeah. Holy no, crap. Like I cannot believe agree. I cannot believe that this team led by this guy made the playoffs. Yep. And um, it's like we have to find some place for this guy to be on the first team because he's that amazing of a talent. We have to come up with a way to get him on here. And they were like, Well, quarterback? Yeah, well, remember Chris Murray made the preseason. Didn't he make the preseason uh uh, all Big Sky team, but he was just listed as, like, athlete. He did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this it, is quite the... I mean, just think about Troy. I, I mean, I know this isn't a Troy podcast, but last year, freshman of the year at running back, linebacker. This year, first team, um, all Big Sky quarterback. He could... T- I mean, there's a very good chance, and I would put money on it, that he is playing linebacker next year. He could be a first team, all Big Sky linebacker next year. Can you, that's an so. in, unbelievable career. And that's his well, first three years. What's crazy, I mean, we've said this throughout the year, but he plays three different, he's played three different positions for the Bobcats. And yeah. he's first team all big sky as quarterback. And that is his worst position by far. Yeah. So that's crazy. We can get into more speculative stuff about what we'll be seeing next year, you know, after Montana State, if they get knocked out of the playoffs. Um, you know, I'm still looking at Frisco, but. Uh, Pretty cool, Troy Anderson. Congratulations on first team All Big Sky. Um, that's pretty cool. So, oh, my second um, observation before we got sidetracked by Troy, like we always do. Uh, ESPN three, love how we can stream games on ESPN three. Big Sky Commissioner, I don't know your name, but since you're listening, get rid of Pluto. Just do ESPN. Sign a contract with ESPN. Pay them to do our games. I will whatever donate. Whatever it costs. Whatever do a Kickstarter. It costs. Just do, do it. a Kickstarter. Yeah. People I don't will, care. People Get us on ESPN. It. ESPN3 was amazing. Quality, it was so great. Quality announcing, quality camera work. There were some times where like they didn't come back from replays fast enough to see a play. And you know they're putting like, their JV producers to get some reps in um, on these games. Which yep. I, I mean, it's pretty cool. But it was awesome. We want more of this. Give us something. We're a premier conference in the FCS. At least get us on ESPN+. Plus. Please, it, God. It didn't lag on me at all. Um, no. Yeah, we streamed. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, don't just get rid of Pluto. Yeah, Pluto. Pluto was a nice little stopgap while we were trying to figure out this. It's technology. 2018. We shouldn't it's be worried fine. about Pluto anymore. Yeah, but it is. Let's just get on ESPN. Jeez. For the love of God. it was awesome. It was awesome though. ESPN three baller. Um, which kind of I guess we could probably. Are you done with Western Illinois or <laughs> Incarnate Word? I haven't written yes. my notes as W I U instead of I W U. Yeah, no, that's... So you're done uh, with them. I'm done talking about them, yes. Good win, though, right? Great win. Wait, one more thing. How much does this help? This is an honest question. This isn't like a dig at the Grizzlies. How much does it help when maybe you have a recruit that doesn't fully follow FCS, they have some offers, and maybe they're not paying attention about what that level of competition uh, the Cardinals were? How much do you think that does help when they see that Montana State basically demolished a first-round team and is going to the second round of the playoffs. Do you think that has any value in the eyes of a recruit? Well, I mean, it, it certainly Pretend has... Pretend they don't look at it as much as we do. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has some value, but 
I, I just, I think you may be overrating this a bit because some of the matchups. Well, no, it was a question. In, it wasn't a statement. There's an honest question. It, it, so my answer is it helps, but I mean, if you look at some of the other matchups from the first round of the FCF playoffs, like Wofford beat Elon. I think it's Wofford. Towson lost to Duquesne. Um, Duquesne, yeah. You know, I just don't think that, like, these names that are in this tournament really um, are going to motivate an athlete. Like, oh my God, like we could, Whoa. we could, we could get in no. a game like as equivalent to Southeast Missouri State, their big win over Stony Brook. Well, like, I don't think we're, I don't think a win in the playoffs is going to steal a recruit away from like Colorado or Air Force. But if you got offers from some big name. I don't know, even if it's Cat Grizz, like let's just say uh, uh, an out of state player is being courted by both teams. He's 50 50 and he sees the Cats are going to the second round of the playoffs. Do you think that makes any difference? Between Montana and Montana State? Well, yeah, or like our equivalencies. Like, I mean, Eastern Washington's in it, but like say Idaho State, um, Northern Arizona is a good example because they're kind of in the upper echelon like we are. Yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't think that it would sway anyone who's weighing Montana just because Montana brings other things to the table. True. But um, yeah, certainly against like Idaho state versus Montana state seeing playoff football, the crowd, you know, you guys didn't have a great crowd, but um, a crowd there. Yeah. That, that, that helps, I suppose. Yeah. All right. So let's look forward to this week, Montana state traveling to Fargo to play Maybe one of the best dynasties in all of sports in the last decade, North Dakota State. Uh, one o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN three, and uh, I'm a little nervous about this one. Why? Well, I don't know where to start. Like you could literally, we and we're going to basically do a whole segment on unbelievable North Dakota State statistics. This team is another level. This is an FBS team parading itself as an FCS team and getting 20,000 people to come to the Fargo Dome, make the money, be a successful team, but they belong in like the middle of the pack Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. That, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> and I know that was a very rhetorical question. <laughs> they, are, they are so good. Um, their Sagarin rating, I think that they are 21 in the country. So out of, it's unbelievable. Out of all the schools in the in the country, Division One schools, they are the twenty, uh, somewhere between twenty and twenty five best, which is just unbelievable. They're so good and they're scary. And so, um, so North Dakota State, out of the Missouri Valley Conference, they've played the likes um, uh, some of the common opponents that we've seen this year in the Big Sky. They played Cal Poly on September first, beat them forty nine to three. They played South Dakota State, and it was their closest game of the year in September. It was 21-17, UND. South Dakota State actually had the lead for that game uh, for most of the game, and then uh, North Dakota came back and won that one in the fourth quarter, or North Dakota State came back and won that in the fourth quarter. So South Dakota State played them close. Uh, Northern Iowa, a Grizz common opponent, uh, they lost 56-31. to Western Illinois, a common opponent for both Montana and Montana State, lost 34-7. to And I think that's where the similarities end. Um, with the Big Sky and, and who we played, but uh, this team is a unbelievable team. Yeah, they. I mean, there's a reason uh, we we're gonna get into the lines of the other Big Sky schools later on. But North Dakota State is favored by over four touchdowns. 
Yes, it's not even close. So they boast the number 20 FCS offense, the number 9 FCS defense. They're averaging 41.2 points a game and giving up 12.2 points a game. Jeez Louise. So like their season spread is 29. <laughs> it's not even fair. Um, so they are, they're ranked in the Sagarin ratings, they're ranked um, 24. Montana State ranked 132. So that's a difference of 108 points or 108 yes, places. Yes, like I think, and that, I think North Dakota State's be, ranked. This would be the equivalent, Nate, of Alabama, who's ranked number one, playing Louisiana Tech. Ooh, the Raging Cajuns? The Raging Cajuns. Or, no, that's Louisiana Lafayette. Or Clemson. I take that back. Clemson playing Weber State. Ooh. That is the difference. So, Jesus Christ. So it's not going to be, I, I don't know. It's not going to be fun. So, <laughs> so North Dakota State's quarterback, Easton Stick, which sounds like a hockey stick, um, his record at North Dakota State, 45 and 3. Okay. And that's pretty good. Pretty good. So back in 2015, Easton Stick actually played uh, when Carson Wentz got hurt against the Grizzlies. So people forget that Bob Stitt's only playoff loss at the University of Montana was in 2015 to these North Dakota State Bison, 37-6 in the second round of the 2015 playoffs. People forget he only lost one playoff game. Yeah, do you think, um, do you think the Bobcats would do better or worse than the Grizz did? Ooh, <laughs> I think North Dakota State's better this year um, than they were that year. So I think worse, probably. If I'm if I'm being totally honest, do you think that the Cats cover? No, I don't either. I I just look at this North Dakota State team. So in the last eight years, their record in the playoffs is twenty eight and two. Their two losses, uh, one was Eastern Washington, I believe, in two thousand ten when Eastern won the championship. Yep. With Bo Levi Mitchell. Shout out Calgary Stamps. And their second loss was, I think, 2016 in the semifinals against James Madison. Oh, my God. And every other... Like, if you go on to, their, go on to like the Wikipedia page for North Dakota State and look at their playoff wins, and it's just W's all the way down the page. Those two little losses in there. But they've won six out of the last seven uh, FCS National Championships. It's just... It's unbelievable kind of what they, what they bring to the table. Um, they went through a coaching change in the middle of there when, um, was it Craig Bowl went down to Wyoming? I don't remember. Yeah, well, their coach left, their, their system stayed in place. Uh, they graduated Carson Wentz, and then this Easton Stick took over, and he has gone 45-3. and three. It's pretty unbelievable what they've been able to do. Uh, and this game just scares the hell out of me. Um, I, I don't really know what to expect going into it um well let's, let me give you some let let me give you some numbers and you you react to them uh, we'll do some over-unders on this for the points scored by the bobcats over under 15 points hmm under under 15 points for mm-hmm. Yards through the air by Troy Anderson, over under 100 yards. Under. Turnovers by the Bobcats, over under three. Under. under they take three. care of the ball. Okay. They take care of the ball. 
I don't think it's going to be a matter of them turning it over. I think it's going to be a matter of them being able to move the ball. Okay. So they'll just, a lot of three and outs. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, it's looking at kind of, you went through the like opponents, which was useful. Um, but like I said, Montana State ranked 132 in the nation. How, uh, the, how North Dakota State fared against similarly ranked teams kind of would argue that, they're, that the Cats are going to cover. So let me, let me run through a couple of these. Montana State's 132. Teams within, say, 10 points in either direction against Delaware, who's ranked 138. North Dakota State won by 28 points. If that were the Cats, that'd be a cover. Uh, Western Illinois, they ended up winning by 27 points. Western Illinois is ranked 121. Youngstown State, ranked 128. North Dakota State only won by 10. If you look at this, and South Dakota was the other one, and they beat, South Dakota's ranked 134, and that was on the road, and they beat the shit out of them um, 40, <laughs> 45, by 45 points. So um, there is room for the Cats to cover. I think there is zero room. Oh, yeah. Room I mean, 28 and a half points is a ton of points. I think there's zero room for the Cats to, to win this. Yeah, and I, I keep going back. It's kind of like a nightmare. We won that game, uh, the first game of the year against Western Illinois, 26-23, and then we had to go to Vermilion and play South Dakota State and just got absolutely shit-canned, 45-14. to And I keep thinking back to the game. I know the Cats are a different team than they were then. They had Tucker Rovick at quarterback. Troy didn't even play at all in that game because he got hurt um, in that opening game against Western Illinois. But they still lost by 31 points uh, to South Dakota State. And, yeah, I mean... Troy is worth enough points to cover, like if, to get that down to 28, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But man, it just scares me. These guys are so good. It'll be on the road. Um, it's going to be a great test for Montana State. I think it's going to help their team. Uh, I think it's awesome to be able to at least take yourself up against the number one team. And Montana State's played one of the hardest schedules that I can remember this year. Now that we've played North Dakota State as well, you know, we have North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Weber, Eastern. Like they've played. A ton of top eight talent. Uh, and I don't think that hurts your program in any way. So it'll be fun to watch. I'm glad they made it this far, but I don't see it going any further than this. Yeah, well, it's it, it doesn't hurt your program playing all those good teams, but it, you didn't beat any of them either. So it's like it's hats off to the Cats for signing up. I would say be, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not like fan. It's not like helpful to recruiting of the fans, but I think it's helpful for your team to see what kind of programs these are, how you build that, the underclassmen seeing just what you have to do and what kind of talented team you have to be to get to that to that level, I guess, is what it, I'm looking at it as. Okay. More yeah. intra-team. It would have been nice if, if the Cats could have pulled off a W against any of those top 10 teams. Um, oh, hell yeah. They're just not at that level yet, and I don't think every, anybody's besides the most delusional cat fans think we're in that upper echelon they're respectable against two of them maybe one of them got blown out by eastern and south dakota state played well against weber um so you know maybe they'll surprise me and keep it a little bit closer this week um it's yeah, it's gonna so. be tough though what it's time what tough. time is the game at one o'clock mountain time one o'clock espn three all right i can't wait 
I will be it's watching. Gonna be, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'll have a couple beers, watch it. I have a Christmas party after that with a, with a light parade. Sounds, sounds like a pretty nice Saturday you put together for yourself. Yeah, so Coors Light. If I had the operator, I would do that, but I don't. So Coors Light, some football, get ready for a light parade, Christmas party, listen to some Christmas tunes. So It's not a bad Saturday in December. Yeah. Um, some guy on Reddit, the FCS Reddit page, put together a probability um, score for each of the second round matchups based on, uh, looks like a, a number of stats, including uh, various rankings. He gives Montana State a 0.8% chance of beating North Dakota State. Yeah, about right. <laughs> no. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just, they're another level, and they have been for eight years now. And, um, and, people, and also Montana State, I can't remember what year it was, if it was like 15 maybe, they bought out of their game against North Dakota State. So we were going to go uh, to Fargo and play them in a non-conference game, and we bought out and played someone. Did you play like Western Oregon? No, I think we went to a FBS school maybe. I don't know. Either way, they're still like you go to their message board, the North Dakota State message boards, and they're still pissed off about us buying out that game. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, why the hell do you care that we bought out of a game four years ago? Yeah. But they still do, and I just just hope they don't run up the score because of it. Bison, don't forget. Bison, don't forget. They always go right into the storm. Yeah. So, I. Would... It's going to be interesting. It's it's ridiculous how good North Dakota State is. It'll be fun to. See, and maybe Montana State scores the first touchdown. I get a little bit of weird hope, and then I get crushed. Yeah, I think that it's going to be... I think this will be a fun game for Grizzly fans to watch. Um, because I do think that the Cats will just get the shit kicked out of them. I thought you were one of those fans that cheered for Montana no matter what. I'll be rooting for them. I'm talking about most Grizz uh, fans. Oh, okay. So, and if, if the Cats can't win, I don't, want them, I don't want them to lose by like... A point. I want them to. It's like a weird. Yeah, I want them to like, get their ass. <laughs> if they're kicked. not gonna win. I want to get their ass kicked. But if they're gonna win, I'll be down with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, ah, I'd be yeah. I'd be pumped if they won. Yeah. See, so, yeah, but you know, I think I think right now it's been so long, you know, since Montana State lost to the Grizz. I think Montana State fans are now doing that thing where they know what it's like. Now that we're in the playoffs, we don't really care what Grizz fans think about it and. We'd rather than root against us. It's Montana State versus you know everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to add on on this game, or can we talk a little uh, basketball? Yeah, um, with Montana State not being a basketball school, there's not much else I need to talk about uh, with Montana State. <laughs> um, we uh, in our Slack we were going through some stats. Um, Montana State, so the Ken Palm rankings are the same as the Sagarin, but for basketball. Montana, they just lost to uh, uh, Creighton, as we're we're recording this, which was expected. Um, And did not, it it was only a seven-point spread, and they ended up losing by quite a bit. But um, Montana's been ranked in the 70s pretty much all year. Montana State ranked 312. Uh, here's some of the schools. I just want to read them off. That are, are that are ranked higher than 
Montana State in basketball. Sacred Heart. Bethune. Powerhouse. Bethune Cookman. Heard of him. Mm, Southeastern Louisiana. University of Massachusetts in Lowell. Oh, I thought you were going to say UMass. Damn. Oh, no, UMass would be. UMass is certainly better than the Bobcats. <laughs> um, let's see here. Prairie View A&M is well, 40 they're, points they're better. They're building a program there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some, there's some really good schools ahead of Montana State. Yeah. So. It makes me very happy. You know, I do wish we had a good basketball program. I think college basketball, once you get out of the college football season, <clears throat> college basketball, I mean, obviously takes over, but it would be really fun to have. I mean, I see a lot of Grizz fans, now that they have a good team, uh, really loving having a, someone they can watch that will win, at least in the big sky. Um, I wish we did have that. I don't know why it's so hard for Montana State to build a, a basketball program, but it's been so frustrating. Uh, I think the coach gets fired after this year. I mean, he has to. I don't get He just wasted the best player we've ever had in our program in Tyler Hall. So, yeah. That's about all I have to say about Montana State basketball. Yeah, and I don't have much more. I mean, I am the biggest Fairweather fan when it comes to Grizz basketball. I fully admit it. Um, I usually, oh, yeah, don't worry. Usually, Most fans are. <laughs> usually start watching um, right around when the conference tournament starts. But there's all this buzz around the Grizz before the season started that, you know, they are, like, legit good nationally. You know, like they might, if they make the tournament, it may not be as a 16 seed. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I've been watching a lot of their games. Pluto works pretty well for basketball. Oh, so now you're back on the Pluto bandwagon too. Mm-hmm. I will be, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what bandwagon I've been on all year? Let's hear it. Hotel Finland. Oh, me too, man. This episode, extra playoff episode, is brought to you by the Hotel Finland, the great city of Butte, Montana. It's located in the second largest historic district in the United States. That is Uptown Butte. It's amazing. It's affordable. It's luxury. It's relaxed. The options are amazing. It's the same price or cheaper as the boring hotel chains you'll find along the interstate. And you could probably get Pluto there to watch the Grizzly basketball games. Yeah. We, we talk about this all the time. If you're going to Butte, if Nate and I are in Butte, it's not even a question of where we're going to stay. You can get super cheap rooms. You can stay right in the middle of everything. You don't have to take an Uber back to your back to your hotel on the interstate. You can get a little buzz going on at dinner and just walk right back to the Hotel Finland. Then you should pop in to the Cavalier Lounge, which is attached to the Hotel Finland, one of the best bars in Butte. Not only have they been renovating it, they got that thing looking good. They have great musical acts that are uh, performing there on a pretty regular basis. You should follow their Instagram to find out when different uh, acts are coming through. Um, but the crown jewel, if if they're the crown jewel of the Uptown, the smooth hopperator is the crown jewel of the Hotel Finland and the Cavalier Lounge. It is a contraption, the only contraption in the United States uh, of its kind that infuses your beer with different hops, different fruits, and chills it to the perfect temperature. I love it. Nate, What are you, give, me, give me 10 seconds of thoughts on the smooth hopperator. It's pretty awesome. It makes beer taste even better. I like beer by itself. I like Coors like with salt, but the smooth hopperator is something that nobody makes fun of me uh, when I do it at the table. I get my beer with the smooth hopperator infusion. It's money. 
That's is that ten seconds? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, thank you. and it's also I mean, Cabaret Lounge is also great for conversation. It's not so loud. It's not one of those places that you're not gonna be able to talk to your friend. When Bear Tycoon and I go there, we talk Bobcats, Grizzlies, politics. If you're into that thing. And we just have a great time at the Cavalier Lounge in the Hotel Finland. Yeah, and the, the other thing is you get a beer out of the smooth operator, people around the bar kind of give you a nod, like, this guy knows what's going on. This guy it's knows like how to baby. drink a good beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they've been they've been a supporter of ours all year. They've also uh, sponsored the Grizz Fan Podcast and the Montana Middle, the Montana Mints Politics Podcast. So we thank them for that. And look, everybody in the state, we always talk about we love Montana. We want to help out Montana. This is a Montana business. Check out the Hotel Finland. It is locally owned and operated. Can I spell it this time? Please, go for it. Where, where, can, you book your, where can you book your room? F-I-N-L-E-N.com. It's finland.com. We've said it before. You don't have to do H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash. It's just F-I-N-L-E-N.com. Finland.com. Book your room. Tell them we sent you the best place to stay in Butte. Boom. So go check out the Hotel Finland, like we were saying. And now let's get into some Big Sky football. So we're kind of going around the Big Sky. Montana State was the only Big Sky school that was uh, playing last week as they were the only Big Sky school to make the uh, playoffs that didn't have a first-round bye. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go to the net, the four Big Sky games that we have. I'm going to tell Bear Tycoon a little bit about each matchup, <clears throat> and then he's going to give me his take on what the spread would be are you ready to roll, Bear Tycoon? Yeah, so I don't know the spread for any game but NDSU, so I'll just be guessing what I think the line is, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is correct. Just want to be clear. Okay. Yes, that, very good job at following directions there. Uh, so first game we're going to do is Eastern Washington is going to be hosting Nichols. The Nichols Colonels? Is that C-O-L-O-N-E-L-S? Colonels? I don't know. Let's go with Colonels. Okay, we're going to go with the Colonels. So Nickel State currently ranked number 14 in the Southland Conference, which is the same conference that brought us the University of Incarnate Word. So okay. that being said, they did take first in the Southland Conference. Uh, they ended the season with a 9-3 and record. Wins over Kansas. 26-23 <laughs> over Kansas. They beat Sam Houston State 27-7. Lamar, 50 to 27. Incarnate Word, 48 to 21. Hmm. Stephen F. Austin, 47 14. And they did end up being San Diego last week in the first round of the playoffs, 49 to 30. Then the number four ranked FCS offense, the number 45 ranked FCS defense. They're led by quarterback C4 Cod, I think. Okay. 21 touchdowns on the year, 2,784 yards passing. What do you think this line is? Eastern Washington hosting the Nichols Colonels or Colonels. So that's that's a pretty good resume. They're number 14 in the country, you said? That's that's what they say, but they also say that Incarnate Words is number 24. So I will say, I mean, that that's a very good resume, but Eastern has been playing super tough. I will say that they have Eastern favored by 13 points. Ooh. All right, so this line, Eastern Washington hosting Nichols. Eastern Washington is favored by 20 and a half points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there is there's literally no respect for the Southland Conference, and that's probably earned by them by how shitty their conference is. Yeah. 
Um, so Nichols State, the number 14 team in the nation, they went seven and two in conference, nine and three overall. They beat Kansas. They beat University of Incarnate Word by 27 points. 20 and a half point dogs on the road on that god awful red turf at Eastern Washington. Yeah. Mm. God. I, I mean, the, I'm taking I, Eastern. I am taking Eastern all the way on this one. So you, you think Eastern will win more by more than 20? I think Eastern will win by 35. <laughs> I am writing that down and we can look at it next week. Okay. I think Eastern Washington is absolutely going to demolish this team. Okay. Good. I, I don't disagree. Um, but think about that, that game that Eastern Washington just came off like before their buy a, a 59 to 20 win over UC Davis. Yep. And then a 74 to 23 win over Portland State. <laughs> yeah. Nichols is going to get shit canned. Yeah, they are on a bit of a run, aren't they? Um, yeah. And did you see their back? So, again, a little bit off topic, but Eastern Washington's backup quarterback made third team all big sky. Yeah. Well, I mean, Unbelievable. How many games did he end up playing? I mean, he played every game after Montana State. So he had uh, Southern Utah, Weber, Idaho, Northern Colorado, Davis, and uh, Portland State. So Eastern doesn't rebuild, they just reload. I think that's the cliche thing you say about teams like that. They're yeah. quarterback you in the big sky. Again, how the hell could the Cats just not get someone that could come in and pass the ball like their backup quarterback? Well, it's a good question. Um, Thank but you. But no, that's, uh, I mean, the only thing that kind of threw me with Nichols State is that win over Kansas. But I don't well, know. Well, everybody I, Kansas. I trust, I trust, uh, I trust Vegas. We'll say, what's your, so what's your pick on that one? I think that I think that Nichols covers. Ooh, I'm writing it down. Okay. Bear Tycoon Nichols. Yep. Twenty and a half. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So our second game on the docket is going to be UC Davis hosting Northern Illinois, a common opponent of the Grizz. Yep. For the for UC Davis's first ever playoff game at the FCS level. So it's at home. At Davis, the smoke has cleared from Northern California. They will be playing the game here. Um, so you and I, here we go. Missouri Valley Conference, the probably the best conference in FCS football, yep. uh, followed by the Big Sky. They boast teams such as North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Um, so Northern Iowa, not ranked actually, but did get into the playoffs. Uh, five and three conference record, but they go through a gauntlet and a seven and five overall record. They have losses at Montana, a loss at Iowa, FBS. They beat Indiana State, which probably got them into the playoffs uh, because Indiana State was ranked 25 and Northern Iowa was unranked, but they beat Indiana State. A loss to North Dakota State, 56 to 31 in Fargo. A loss to South Dakota, or they, I'm sorry, they beat South Dakota, 42-28, their signature win of the year. South Dakota State, they beat them 24 to nine. They get this, in the weirdest thing ever, they lose to Western Illinois, 37 to 17 the week after. Okay. So they get blown out by Western Illinois after beating South Dakota State. Uh, and so that's kind of the rundown of, of their season there. What do you think that spread is at UC Davis, 5 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff? These seem like two pretty even programs. UC Davis has had a great year, but you and I, you just walked through you know their very impressive resume. Um, I think With a weird loss, at, well, and I don't mean this in a degrading way, a loss at Montana and a loss at Western Illinois. Kind of weird losses after you knock off South Dakota and South Dakota State and Indiana State. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that they are, they're probably a good but not great team. And when you're at that level and you're playing like a 
average to good team, you're going to lose some of them. So I think UC Davis is a slight favorite in this game. I would say, I'd say that they're favored by a touch or by a field goal. Whoa. All right. So UC Davis right now is favored by nine points at home. I'm not good at this. I am not good at this game. No, you're not. No, I've been a touchdown. A touchdown. (laughs) You have been. So yeah, UC Davis favored by nine. Um, you know, Davis had an unbelievable year. The only real, uh, the only actual blemish on their record uh, was when they when they uh, got beat pretty bad by UC Davis. Uh, or I'm sorry, they got beat by um, Eastern Washington, uh, which kind of surprised everybody about how bad they got beat. Um, but Davis had a hell of a year. You know, share of the conference seven and one in conference nine and two overall, with their losses only coming against number nine Stanford and. Uh, Eastern Washington, so I, I see where they're getting the respect. I think that UC Davis is going to cover this at home. I think they're going to beat UNI pretty good. Um, I'm going to take UC Davis minus nine. I think that UNI can win this game outright. I will take. Whoa! I will take UNI. I think that Eastern will win. Obviously, UC Davis. Um, no, no, no. Going back to the previous game, I think that oh, Nickel yeah, State yeah. will. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think Nickel State will cover but lose here, I think you and I will cover, but I think they could also win this thing outright. Quite the prediction. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) I love, I love my boy, Jake Mayermeyer. Yep. That's my crush of the year too, is Davis. So uh, we'll move on to the third game, third of four. We have Weber state hosting the Southeast Missouri state Red Hawks. The Red Hawks are out of the Ohio Valley conference uh, they also have Jacksonville State, the number eight team in the country. Uh, nobody else was ranked. Southeast Missouri State is actually ranked number 20 right now. So to give you a little bit of a comparison, Montana State is 23. Southeast Missouri State is number 20. They went 6-2 and two in conference, 9-3 and three overall. They had, um, I'm not going to know if any of these are good wins, <laughs> <laughs> like at all. Uh, against Jacksonville State, though, the number eight team in the country, they were Jacksonville State's only conference loss. So they beat Jacksonville State 37-14. to 14. But they did lose two conference games, one to Eastern Kentucky, who did go 5-2 and two in conference, and one to Murray State, who went 5-3 and three in conference. So two decent losses. I have no idea what the hell else any of this means. The number 18 offense in the country, the number 123 defense in the country. Yeah, I think... I mean, the other two schools, the other two non-Big Sky schools, you can make an argument that these are good football teams. Uh Southeast Missouri State, there's nothing that jumps out that they are capable that of. That we know of. Well, the Jacksonville State win. They beat them 37-14. to 14. Yeah, but I'm not going to pretend to know that much well, about Jacksonville I only, State. The only know thing I know about Jacksonville State is they went 9-3 and three overall, and they're number 8 team in the country. Okay, so that's, that's a nice win. But um, I think Weber State is going to win this game big. Um, I bet you the line is probably, I will say, as I think Weber State, just because it has a weird name, it, it handicaps it a little bit, or it, it, it hurts them a little bit. I will say that Weber State is favored by 10 points. Closer. You're getting better at this as we go along. So Weber State is favored by 11.5 points Ooh, at home. Okay. Yeah, so Weber State, 11.5 points uh, versus Southeast Missouri. So Weber State is ranked number three. They had a pretty good season. Their blemish came to northern, uh, came at Northern Arizona, twenty-four to twenty-eight. 
Uh, they did take a loss non-conference, obviously, at Utah, 41-10 to in the opening game of the season. They rattled off. They had some close games, but ended up the season 7-1 conference, 9-2 overall. Uh, um, the auto bid, I believe, in yeah, they got the, the conference. Bid. Yeah, yep. they got the auto bid. The number three ranked team, I think they're probably like six spots overrated being the number three team in the country. I don't believe that they're they're that good. Montana State kept it within 10 and had chances. They were winning against Weber State. Um, I don't want that to be like the benchmark of why I think they're not number three. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't think Weber State's the number three team. Um, I'm going to go first on this. I think maybe I've gone first on every single one of them, but I'm going to go again. Uh, I'm going to take Southeast Missouri plus 11 and a half. Oh, great. I'm taking Weber State with a lot of confidence. So we differ on all three of these. Every single game. Hmm. Yes. So we will report back like we have all year <laughs> on our standings after this first round of the playoffs. Let's actually do um, it this time. Okay, we'll do it this time. Um, I promise you that I'll keep this list on my desk and update everybody when the first round is over. And or the second round is over. So if, if depending on what your plans are for Saturday, there's a lot of good FBS football that's going to be on, but listen to how the timing works out for all of these Big Sky games. Montana State, North Dakota State, that kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern Washington, 3 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, Weber then at Weber's at 2 p.m., Eastern's at 3 p.m., and then the UC Davis game is at 5 p.m. And so right around there, around like 3.30 p.m., you're going to have three games on, three Big Sky games on that you can just flip between on ESPN3. Um, and then closing the game, which will probably be the closest game uh, of the weekend in terms of the Big Sky schools, ending the night with UC Davis, you and I. And one of the most fun to watch. Yeah. I'm Davis is fun to watch. I'm definitely watching. The crazy thing is the game that I may watch the least of is the Montana State game if it goes how we think it's going to go. Yeah, and so let's, I mean, we can touch on that really quickly. Um, now that I'm looking at it, so we did talk about uh, North Dakota State did open up at 28.5 point favorites. Um, it has gone down to 27. Okay. So um, some money is being put on Montana State. And uh, a little tidbit, I got a little a little advice from a, a fellow Twitterer uh, this week. I put out, when I tweeted out the line for the game, I said Vegas has Montana State as 28.5 point dogs. It's five dimes, and I got told that five dimes is not Vegas. They're an offshore account that goes a lot off of the Sagarin ratings when they're doing these games. Hmm. So when an when a, um, a onshore casino does offer an FCS game, they'll usually wait until Saturday morning, Friday night, to offer it. And they will really look at how five dimes in these offshore betting sites uh, do their FCS, and they'll usually go off of that. So there's some wild turns. I think you and I both remember at one point Montana State was favored against Eastern Washington yeah. this year uh, on five dimes. So I got taught a little bit about how offshore gambling works, and it's a lot off the Sagarin. There's some wild swings because there's not a ton of money going on there. So one, I don't know, $1,000 bet's going to move the line more than it would ever would for like an FBS school betting. So a little bit of a fun little tidbit for you there. That's good to know. There have been a handful of times this year where we've seen a line and been like, holy cow, like this is... Mm-hmm. And I'd say that's probably happened like five times this year and four of the times we were right. Um, yeah, and I think you can get some value by just knowing the FCS probably yeah. more than anybody in the Caribbean does at five dimes. Yeah, but I'm also too scared to bet on a site. Like you also bet, times. you almost also bet your condo on what was that, North Dakota versus... Idaho State. 
out of state and you almost were homeless. Yeah. <laughs> would have been a real shame. Yeah, my wife would have been real mad at me. Yeah, she would not have been happy. So, um, so Montana State is plus 27 right now at NDSU. We went over this game quite a bit. We mostly talked about North Dakota State. Uh, I think both you, I mean, I guess I should ask you, what are you going to, what are you going to take? Montana State plus 27 or NDSU minus 27? I think North Dakota State covers. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going with you. I'm. I'm betting my fake money with my head, not my heart. And this is why I never bet on Montana State because I want to say Montana State is going to do well. Maybe keep it within two touchdowns. I think NDSU is just way too much of a power. So I think you and I are both on the um, NDSU minus twenty-seven. Yeah. But here's one: the over/under right now on five dimes for Montana State, North Dakota State is fifty. Wow. So, what do they? What would that make the final score then? 50 points. Uh, 38, 12. Okay. Ish? Ish? Yeah, ish. 37, 12. Okay. Um, I will... I'll go over... God, you know what? I'm going to take Montana State. I'm reversing. We're going 4-0. Whoa. I forgot about the, the schools that, that I walked through where kind of kept it close against North Dakota State. We'll go, we'll go Montana State on this. All right. Let's do a little bonus, though. Let's do that over-under. What do you think? On the over-under? Yeah, 50. I'll go under. I'm going to go over. So we got a little bonus action. Okay, five bets. Everybody is super excited. Um, all right, we have a couple minutes left. If we want to move on super quick um, on our, our on-again, off-again segment, checking on in on former Grist coach Bob Stitt. You know, I was a big Bob Stitt guy. Uh, Only one playoff loss at Montana. He was great. We love Bob Stitt. We hope him the best. We wish him the I best. I did love Bob Stitt. He, he was a lot of fun. Him that fantasy fantasy handshake against Idaho State. The green one hat. Best, one of the best moments. Um, the green hat. The everything about Bob Stitt was amazing. But anyways, there is um, <laughs> West Virginia. Their offensive coordinator has taken the head coaching job at Texas State. Lots of reports on Twitter that he is bringing in Bob Stitt to be his offensive coordinator. Do you think that's a good move for Bob Stitt? I stay, stay, I say stay at Oklahoma state. Well, I think he's, I think he's at Oklahoma. Um, it's Oklahoma state. He's not Oklahoma. Oh man. I've been wrong all year. I've been saying Oklahoma all year. Nah. Um, but he is, you also called them Incarnate World for a while, too. <laughs> but he, um, you know, I think there's a lot of thoughts that wherever he goes, Gresh Jensen's going to end up. Um, nope. There was a lot of, lot of people thinking that he was going to, that Stitt was going to end up somewhere in the big sky, northern Colorado, Idaho State is their OC, maybe Sacramento State. That appears not to be the case. Hey, did you hear? Did you hear about this? That Gresh Jensen was on campus yesterday at Montana State. No. Yeah, heard it on Bobcat Nation. Saw a little bit. I think it was uh, Coulter and Gus Tudor were saying it. That yeah, he was on campus with another um, transfer option. They're speculating it was one of the UCLA dropdowns Man. quarterbacks. So Gresh Jensen on campus at Montana State. Jeff Choate one time said it up. As like a podcast or one of his cat chats, that if you can get a guy to Bozeman for a recruiting visit, there's almost a hundred percent chance he commits. 
Uh, except, I'm not ready to put the except except you saw coach football guy Jeff Choate's, uh Instagram today. We're not recruiting yet. We are not recruiting yet because he's we are still in so the playoffs. He's got Chris Jensen on. It campus, was a group text. And he just got a group text. Sorry, man. I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, Can't I mean, be. Gresh is different. Gresh is going to be the one that comes in and puts us over the top next year, so I'm not saying that we're going to lose to North Dakota State in 2019. But that was just a little t- tidbit on Bob Stitt. So Gresh Jensen on campus, future Bobcat, going to be amazing for Cat Grizz next year. He timed it perfectly. He doesn't have to play his first Cat Grizz game in Missoula. He's going to get a year under his belt in Bozeman as a starting quarterback for the Cat Grizz game. Then as a senior, he's going to ride in, give the double bird to Bobby Houck, and get Montana State's fifth straight win. So if we can... Ooh, I just blacked out saying that. Holy cow. I'm going to end on our favorite segment. Um, no comment? End on our favorite segment <laughs> and recap this entire uh, conversation. But the Brock Osweiler, I, Brock Osweiler watch took a sad Ooh, turn this flustered. week. When he, when he did not, as expected, get the start. Um, Ryan Tannehill back in Miami. So barring another injury, our boy Brock has gone back to the backup role. And just to kind of conclude, Bobcats are going to get football, going to get smoked this weekend. Bobcat basketball, for whatever reason, is tanking. In well, college, they won against North Dakota last night. In college, With Damian, did you hear about Damian Lillard? Was in, in I did, I did hear that. Yeah, it's pretty. So that's pretty cool. His cousin played for North Dakota, so Damian Lillard was in Bozeman at the Cats game. Saw the Cats get their first Division One win of the year. Mm-hmm. Two and six. You know what? Get on the Bobcats bandwagon now while you can. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of good draft picks after this season. And Grizz basketball on the rise. Wait, the Cats are? I'm just joking, man. They're so bad. You can't well, tank you in get, college oh, sports. Oh, draft picks. I, I see what you're saying. You can't, you can't tank in college sports, Nate. No, but Tyler Hall will be a really good draft pick. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll get drafted. Maybe. Okay, man. <laughs> That's all I have to contribute. Yep, so that is going to be fun. I'm glad we got to do it again. Montana State at North Dakota State. Watch it on ESPN3. Congratulations to Lane Lou and the Bird Dogs for getting their first full-length studio yeah. album kick-started, kick-funded, fun-started. Awesome there. Um, congratulations, Stamps, especially Singleton and Dave Dickinson and Bully by Mitchell. Did I miss anything? No. Good work, Dave Dickinson. Good, good job, everybody up there in Calgary. We're going to come into that Grey Cup next year. So that's everything we have. We're going to be back next year, or next week and next year. Um, we're so excited that we've got to keep this going and continue to talk about football instead of basketball. So uh, Bear Tycoon will talk Saturday. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. All right later. We love all of you. Goodbye. Stand up and cheer too long and loud for dear Montana. For today we raise the blue and gold to wave victorious. If I was in a man.